So I wanted to just launch into this intro, but I feel like I should assure everyone first that there will be no Avengers Endgame spoilers here. It's going to seem like there is, but we're oh, not. Good. There's none. Because I, no. I know that box office records show that the planet Earth went to go see this movie over the weekend, but I want to stress that there will be no spoilers. Okay. So do you know what I'd do if I were Thanos circa the end of Infinity War, but not due to any perspective lent from subsequent films? I can't wait to hear. I'd make all the life in the universe... By which I mean all sentient life, because Thanos, Mm -hmm. Thanos, I can't believe we didn't make that joke, doesn't specify. And Kevin Feige later said that he also wiped out half of all the flora and fauna, Mm. therefore not actually saving any resources (laughs) in the process. But anyway, I'd make all sentient life. Yeah. And let's just say cows don't count. Any any life that can give a sassy look to camera um, in the universe, I'd make it 10% of its current size. So if you're six foot, you're a little over seven inches now. Yeah, exactly. First of all, aw, <laughs> tiny Avengers. Or Avengers babies, depending on what's tracks better. Secondly, you have resources all over the shop. You buy a carrot, that's your whole day. When it come out, Johnny, um, on the carrot. It would also really remove any chance of them fighting back <laughs> for any proposed sequel. <laughs> would you would you need to? Well, or just tiny now, it's great. <laughs> also the vegans should be happy. Hey, you guys killed a cow for food. Yeah, one cow. It took fifty of us. We lost 10. Yeah, I understand. Vegans, mate. The cows are fine. They're a problem, actually. I think they're trying to figure out the cars that we can't fit into now. They're trying to eat us. <laughs> oh. Are you happy, vegans? Disadvantages of this plan? Somewhat awkward transitional period where no one has any clothes or houses that fit. But that's going to be a lot easier to get used to than half the people you know vanishing. Oh, you know what, though? You know who's going to be the Johnny come sneakly about all this? <laughs> only Ant-Man with his suit. Oh, he could be, he could be big anyway. He could be normal size. He could be giant size, which will be even more ridiculous to us now. Than it already is. And then he will take on Thanos alone <laughs> as a giant six foot man, as uh, as he did in Endgame. That's licking dirt now. I'm Paul Salt. I'm the same old Scamander. <laughs> I made a note of that line. <laughs> same old Scamander. Scamander. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculorum. Uh, today, there is actually a spell that's almost exactly like that, but not like that, so I feel like we're going to get letters from everyone on the Potterverse. Wow. And a tweet from J.K. Rowling that'll just decimate us. Uh, today, we shall be auroring. A word? Yeah. Rowling will tell us. Uh, Warner Brothers, Wizarding Worlds, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Part 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Verse. Verse. The Wizarding and Non-Wizarding Worlds have been at peace for over a century. Grindelwald wants to see that peace destroyed. You want me to hunt him down? To kill him? Dumbledore, why can't you go? I cannot move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. You don't suffer from motion sickness, do you? I don't do well on boats. You'll be fine. Great, so excited. Yeah, it's David Yates and J.K. Rowling's 2018 sequel to David Yates and J.K. Rowling's 2014 prequel to David Yates and J.K. Rowling's adaption of J.K. Rowling's hit series of novels. No stagnation here. Mm-hmm. Not a hideous feedback loop at all. Couldn't hear you. Ears are bleeding. <laughs> 
I say David Yates, he, he directed half of them. Therefore, he's as much to blame of the original eight. The original yeah. tr- trait. Yeah, he, he, he took ownership after Alfonso Cuaron and went, <laughs> hang on, let a master show you how to do it. <laughs> Hold my coat, Cuaron. <laughs> um, critics responded to the thing like a big dumb cat snake thing smashing through their Paris. <laughs> Adam Graham at the Detroit News said the Fantastic Beast films have as, have as much to do with the Potter world as the current Detroit Pistons have to do with the champion winning Bad Boys. I feel like wow. Adam Graham may have been transferred from a different desk. <laughs> I mean, that is a very good way to get universal acclaim, isn't it? <laughs> is to make it so unrelatably local. <laughs> That not even you know what you're saying. It has about as much to do with Harry Potter's Wizarding World as Terry's Corner Shop has to do with Jerry's Corner Shop. <laughs> All right? Take that, Terry. Moira McDonald, over at the Seattle Times, mm-hmm. says while it's often great fun to look at, Crimes of Grindelwald falls, fails at what should be Rowling's great strength, storytelling. Three more to go, and an infusion of magic is desperately needed. Three more to go. Oh, God. It's like a trilogy is left. <laughs> of what? <laughs> <laughs> of this of Harry Potter's Wizarding World of all of this the film has 37% on Rotten Tomatoes and 52% on Metacritic which is very complicated I think it means most people didn't like it but only marginally Muggles on the other hand loved it oh uh, I see what you did uh, thing. because being uh. a film critic is magic and the closest thing to being a wizard in this world <laughs> I control public opinion, according to The Rock. <laughs> it's because he respects you. <laughs> they loved it. It's the 10th highest grossing film of last year, as previously discussed. So yeah. the world is magic. <laughs> Alan Oten over at Amazon said, I thought the story was good. The characters were picked extremely well for this. Picked him out of the bin <laughs> really well and just plucked him in the story. Which characters are we going to put into this <laughs> to this one? Are we going to have this ninny over here? Or are we going to have this person who wears a hat? Oh, it's tough. <laughs> Should we have Darth Vader or creepy Johnny Depp guy? I think we know which character we're going to pick for this one. And then he killed himself. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, what a lunatic. Dark. I mainly purchase this to watch on my way to work each day, as I have a two and a half hour journey each way. This maniac is watching this movie at least once, maybe each twice day. a day. <laughs> Walking into the office. All right, John, how are you doing? Amazing, mate. <laughs> Can't wait for the commute home. <laughs> Alfie, if you're listening at home, by the way, this is another family-friendly episode. Surprise! All families and friends and grands. But Alfie, if you're if you're listening to this, don't be like John. <laughs> don't let the crimes of Grindelwald <laughs> define dictate. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> define you or dictate anything you do. You're better than that. <laughs> they will define Grindelwald, but they won't. They won't define us. Speaking of things defining you, it's weirdly similar to my next joke. Uh, Ms. Spinster. Oh. Don't let your marital status define you. Yeah, come on. Own that spinster life. Absolutely. Come on. Um, you idiot. Also running for Amazon. Said, setting the scene of what is to come. Full stop. Okay. <laughs> that was a surprise to me. <laughs> Did she mean this? I like it. Was she describing that uh, that sentence? <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, <laughs> that sentence. You know what? It's uncomplicated language. I appreciate it. Let's try again. Setting the scene of what is to come. Mm. Some twists are a bit of a shocker, but this story is yet to be told, and the twists will be explained. This is like a limerick. <laughs> Oh. Um, is it time? Is it fire? <laughs> An umbrella? Mm, tapping your nose. <laughs> As always, loving the nifl- the nifflers, and I echo Rob Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't noticed that, sorry. I echo Rob we- Robert Weasley. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Rob. I'm with Robert on this one. <laughs> Robert Weasley. I'm, I'm Robert Weasley. Oh, 
<laughs> I echo Rob Weasley in saying, I wish I had a Niffler. So poor you Niffler. My mother. <laughs> Why do strange creatures love you so much? Oh, it is because uh, every time I, I heard of the new strange creature, I was reminded of Zoot of Castle Anthrax fame. And I always <laughs> think that unintentional reminders of Monty Python in serious films usually bode really well. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good way of getting strange creatures to love you. What happens in Fantastic Beasts? And where to find them? Part two, the crimes of Grundlebund. Of five. Well, Paul, <laughs> picking up exactly where we left off, kind of, from the first one, I'm sure we'll remember very well. Oh, yes, I'm um, going to recap that at all. Johnny Grindelwald is uh, <laughs> knee-deep in prison. and uh, Oh, that was good. That was very and, good. Um, Alfie, you can have that one. You can tell, tell your dad. <laughs> It's also my dad. Johnny Johnny Depp's in prison. He's Grindelwald and he's a bad man. Um, yeah, he wants wizards to rule the whole world. All of it. He would. He would, though. Yeah, well, but yeah, it's very convenient you should think that. Would you think that if you weren't a wizard? Yeah. I think you need to do some reflection, mate. Yeah, I mean, you can't have somebody who, who's willing to pause to reflect, though, is the problem. And you know you know what Johnny Depp's like? <laughs> I know exactly what Johnny Depp's like. He's under strict surveillance from the, the Ministry of Magic, and um, they are transporting him for some reason. Yes. To take him to Azkaban, I assume. But really paying attention. he, I think, has done a bit of a face-off. What? Because he's changed places with John Travolta, and now he's going to commit... Some of the crimes of Grindelwald. Oh no. Some more crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, that's why they keep referring to it in the movie. They're like, oh, there's been another there crime so of Grindelwald. Many crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> Add that to the list. So they're, they're moving him to Azkaban, um, but in doing so, they didn't realise that he had switched places with one of the guards and um, yeah. Johnny Depp as the guard was being very sneaky doing very <laughs> discreet subtle things like jumping onto the back of the wagon as it flies into the air and hanging underneath it <laughs> yeah. um, as it leaves the British Ministry <laughs> yeah. of Magic why did he just leave at this stage you've slipped the tight knot of imprisonment why not just leave now well Paul I think you'll find that's it he was so evil that he had to kill <laughs> five Ministry of Magic people just to to hold his little pet in his hands and go oh so needy and then throw it out the window who hurts a small one small animal you know you can't count the number of times that I've gone into a room and murdered all of my peers on seven hands. That's yeah. how many times I've done it. But would I hurt one small animal? Nah. Never. And that's what separates me and... The Jolly Depths of the world. Yeah. That, that is easily one of the most heinous crimes of Grindelwald. Remember the beginning of The Dark Knight Rises? No. It's that, but worse. It is absolutely that. And even worse than that, he says, now we must go and meet the rest of the people in this film. <laughs> no! First one is Newt Scalamander. That's not his name. Scamander. No, Scamander. S- Salamander. Sandwich. Newt yeah. Sandwich. Yep. And he is pulled in front of, oh God, this is going to be awful. His brother and his brother's wife, Letty. Yeah. Lottie? Luther. Zo- Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Really good actress. Should be elsewhere, Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> she is married to the brother, but obviously in yeah. love with Newt. Who isn't? And yeah, he is banned from traveling, which means that he immediately yeah. travels with no consequence yeah. whatsoever. Uh, they use magic the and uh, they said oh we didn't expect you to use magic to flout your no traveling rules so they, they <laughs> but they say look if you want to travel then you need to work for the ministry because grindelwald has escaped and everything's getting a bit yeah. serious and you need to help us with this and find yeah. find credence or is that just what dumbledore wants him to do you've got to find all the bits of the grindelwald yes grindelwald yeah. wants credence from the last film yes. who's ezra miller he yeah. exploded but not fully <laughs> so a bit, a bit of an explosion <laughs> but he's fine part of him exploded very much like the plane from planes and 
luckily he had a sassy sidekick. He actually does have a sassy sidekick, honey. It's not a pickup truck in this one. It's Nagini, Nagini. the snake woman. We cut yes. to Paris, France, and I'm delighted that they had to specify that in the subtitle. American audience, Chinese audience. <laughs> Well, the English version shouldn't have had it. It should have had the Philosopher's Stone. There's only like seven people in England, so you can't make a special <laughs> film just for us. <laughs> Never say that to uh, Ben Wheatley. At this point, Johnny Depp arrives at a house, yeah. kills the occupants, and then has yeah. this elaborate way of getting the bodies out involving like a horse-drawn carriage and coffins yeah. that he brought with him. Isn't yeah. it like a spell to just make bodies go away? Well, you'd think that, but yes. Well... It's time for another bloody crime of Grundlebund because he finds another room and there's a little baby in it. And he's like, oh no, go find a tiny horse-drawn carriage. Otherwise they won't believe us. <laughs> Get a boy-sized one. And anyone, never mind, I'll just, I'll just look at my henchmen. Who's the one that's smiling the most villainously about the prospect of murdering <laughs> this child? Oh, it's, it's you. I'll leave you to it. Gosh, they're so evil, Paul. Such a great character. They're so evil and nuanced. This I mean, is great. I, I mean, love this. That one was Cornelius Glaive. Great. Marvellous. I'm so pleased. <laughs> Marvellous. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Do you get oh. it, fans? Fan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Al- Alf- Alfie, don't be like me. Um, <laughs> the next, love of God. Who's next that we're going to meet now? Oh, gosh. Jacob turns up with Queenie. Or rather, Queenie turns up with Jacob because oh. something's amiss. It, Jacob is so happy, even though after being obliviated and not remembering any of it. They're yeah. getting married. <laughs> They're getting married finally, even, even though the um, the Wizarding World won't allow it or something. Yeah. It quickly becomes apparent that Jacob has been charmed by the charmless Queenie. <laughs> In spite of everything that we've seen, <laughs> Newt is very noble in saying that he must be yeah. uncharmed. Yes, uncharm that man. And he blinks a couple of times and goes, oh, where was I? I was, I was <laughs> charmed by something. Not now, though. Not here on set of Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> you charmed me into wanting to marry you? That's outrageous. That really threatens me wanting to marry you, yeah. which I did anyway. Yeah. That's the point. I, I wanted to marry you anyway. Why did you charm me? <laughs> Tw- Twist, a lot. twist, she says, tapping her nose. What? Oh, uh, you'll see. Um, <laughs> we missed out Dumbledore, by the way, because after Newt leaves the Ministry of Magic, he meets up with a Jude Lord of yeah. Lord, Jude Lord of Dumble, Law. Dumbledore. 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 I hate this. Alfie, which don't be is, like this. Um, the elephant. <laughs> the elephant. The rules pertaining to elephants in Tim Burton movies. <laughs> There's a story in my family that a phoenix will come to any Dumbledore. In desperate need. They say my great-grandfather had one. And then it took flight when he died. Newt Sal- Salamander Sandwich. <laughs> um, Suala Hala Bing Bang. This is great. Says to him, so here's an explanation of how you pertain to the last film that you weren't in. Oh, great. Thanks, Newt. <laughs> Can you explain to me how I pertain to this film? No. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm, I'm Dumbledore, so I assume that I've just got to manipulate the people I love and <laughs> um, send them off into dangerous things because I may or may not love them. Because that's how I do Depending things. on what film or <laughs> stage show you've seen. That's literally your solution to everything is recruit a child soldier to <laughs> do your fighting for you. And now off I go. <laughs> He's even running into the distance. <laughs> Terrible. He's, He's a wonderful man. So noble. So they got the, uh, Jacob and Newt go to Paris. Uh, Newt has, uh, is also on the lookout for Tina from the last film, you might remember, who now yeah. hates him because she saw in the paper a misprint. No. Um, that 
Newt is getting married to Zoe Kravitz, as we all want to do. But Newt is so shy and bumbling that he just can't oh, even no. say this one sentence that would clear this up for the rest of the film. <laughs> well, that's a good bit of dramatic tension there. That's characters oh. bouncing off each other, you see. Oh. Not necessarily disagreeing over some sort of belief or difference in character, but a minor misunderstanding. Brilliant. It's like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so they do that and they go off uh, yeah. looking for Credence and um, the guy who's following Credence and Tina. And yeah. they go off looking for Grindelwald and they look for... Uh, Dumbledore is look- was looking for Newt to look for them. Tina's looking <laughs> for him. Can we just go on to the next scene, he says. And then and then they say... Uh, act- I can't even think of a, a scene in <laughs> pun. Exianto. Yeah, Vada Kedavra is the audience, and then we move on to the next scene. <laughs> well, Grindelwald, we should point out, is looking for Credence. Yeah. Because, do you know who's the greatest threat to us and our plans? Or is it the guy who's physically incapable of moving against you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Credence, he's the only person who can kill Dumbledore because he's Bellatrix Lestrange's uncle. And it's like, okay. I mean, Snape did it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Was he a Lestrange or something? I don't know. What the, what's going on? No, but Dumbledore wanted to get killed that time, I bet. Look, look. J- says JK, look. Other script writer. <laughs> if we just say it in this film, we've got years to figure out why he's the only person who can kill Dumbledore. It's fine. Right? <laughs> and why Snape killed Dumbledore. J- j- we, we, it's fine. As a writer, I'm like a gardener. I like to cultivate. I don't plan everything. You know, I don't like to plan things like why this character is important or why he should be in the book at all. <laughs> I just like to roll or with why it. people should like this film. So, yeah, with all, all of this established, the pieces of the chessboard start to shake until they fall over and get brushed <laughs> off the table by an angry child. They do. And... There is a scene where oh, no. a weird snake... <laughs> there is! There is actually one. <laughs> I don't believe it. Where a weird snake dragon thing breaks out and oh. Newt has to try and calm it because ostensibly this is a Fantastic Beast film. Yeah. It's in the title. And I mean, there's literally no other way of conveying the nobility and bravery of Newt mm. Scalamander. Scalamandero. So yeah, we've got yeah. to have another another thing in here that's weightless and you can have, there's nothing to relate to. <laughs> and, and he does, he, he he captures the Chinese dragon lion thing and that's wonderful. Yeah. But now there's some other beasts running around and Credence and Nagini have gone. Oh, so yeah. more more looking. So they follow <laughs> they follow a guy who has been pursuing Credence, oh, yeah. I think. He knows where Tina is. So yeah. they follow him to that location. To that. And that's <laughs> to a Tina. trap. They, they follow him to that, to Tina. <laughs> to that one and um that's a trap they're they're locked in and um oh no how are they gonna get free he had no choice oh he's passed out well at least we got a chance for our two main characters to reunite that's that done that was fantastic newt was bum oh he didn't even didn't even get to tell her the thing didn't even get to tell her the the very simple truth oh not yet well look Wait till we're in the library where everyone can hear us. Okay, look, this isn't working, any of this. Cut to Hogwarts! Yep, not Mark Rylance shows up, as, as you pointed out. <laughs> Shiny Mark Rylance. Which will now be in my nightmares. Um, <laughs> it's so horrible, he's almost, he's nearly Mark Rylance, but he just refuses to be. I know, and it, it, he's that bitter that he comes in and sees the only real heartwarming and entertaining scene <laughs> in the entire movie play out and says, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> Dumbledore, you... <laughs> Dumbledore. Okay, he's, he's more strained than that, he's like a, a, a Billy Connolly who's been out running. Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. He's got a very pursed... 
very pursed countenance. That's a very and, good uh, description of Marlboro Allen's pursed yeah. as hell. <laughs> very pursed. Very pursed. I'm the head of magical law enforcement. I have the right to go wherever I please. So, yeah, Dum- Dumbledore is not going to make a move against Grindelwald. And, um, <laughs> he can't, Paul. He's also not, because of he, the promises and the relationship. They sh- Oh, no, he's got a necklace. Which is actually representative of... Um, oh. Sorry, I haven't got Twitter open right now, so I'll, I'll have to check up on that later. <laughs> we'll check. So the Ministry of Magic put a, a little a little thing on him so they know whatever spell he casts, because also, yeah, he's not revealing where Newt has gone yeah. or what the two of them might be cooking up in their little cauldron. That's a wizarding joke. It's good. <laughs> McGonagall's in there, mm. unbelievably, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well, somewhat, you know... As- was it's ostensibly no inauspicious impossibly <laughs> she's in, impossibly there well, it's, being, it's, it's possible being, but just well not being born for eight years does get in the way of well really is that a thing because i heard that uh, yeah. voldemort's meant to be a year old is that really a thing i feel like that would kick up way I, more of a fuss well i decided i read into it after ellen mentioned it on uh, on instagram when she talks about how long she she'd been teaching at hogwarts and then a student there like it wouldn't have been possible for her to be an adult teaching in hogwarts in 1927 well maybe it wasn't well maybe it's an older mcgonagall or something because she's barely introduced she's hardly introduced as if she were a main character in the subsequent films apparently the script says young minerva mcgonagall comes in You've done a a very (laughs) thorough amount of research on this one (laughs) uncharacteristic of you she's there and whatever Whatever we want to do with that is wonderful. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm glad that they've given Scottish women representation in this movie. So, <laughs> so few. Jesse Buckley coming up and stealing all the roles. <laughs> Literally, she came up and stole all of our roles. <laughs> Dreadful day for Greg's. No butter, though. She just gnaws on him until her teeth are sharp. <laughs> so Hogwarts is under the ministry cosh at this stage. Dumbledore can't do a, a, a blooming thing. You might want to cover your ears on that one, Alfie. That got a bit dark. But <laughs> Go back and cover your ears. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Grindelwald is issuing a very subtle summoning for his followers to come and meet him at the agreed place. Hmm. Only the people who know about the signal will know, will know what this means. <laughs> is, is that the flying through the air in an enormous phantasmic black mist? <laughs> it's the giant curtains that close on all of the buildings in Paris. It's very secret. So secret that a character who has no means of knowing that that's what this is immediately guesses correctly that this is what that is. You're just ha- This is about two and a, an hour and 45 minutes into the film at this stage you're just in between the things that we've talked about there's Ugh. just so much walking and talking about the prophecy oh queenie change sides by the way they all converge on this area and credence and nagini go to the the, the tomb yeah. sorry just after um it, there's one other scene which is that um the two leads of the film whose names i've temporarily forgotten newt and, and tina tina they sneak into the ministry of magic yes um cleverly disguised in the clothes that yes. wears every day With, and using polyjuice that wears off in three seconds in three exactly three seconds but hey remember that yeah. from the they, they, they go up to the desk and say hi i'm bellatrix lestrange or whatever the other one is <laughs> letter lestrange and i'm uh, whatever i don't know I, 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 i'm my look, brother i'm my brother i haven't even i haven't even <laughs> disguised there's nothing we've got nothing but let us in you're french you're obviously ridiculous i'm you <laughs> oh, okay you better mon dieu she says in you go and um, <laughs> three seconds later, she goes, hang on a minute. That's not me or literally anyone else. That's obviously Newt Scamander. <laughs> I recognized him by his face and voice. <laughs> Damn, not again. So they go after him. Newt and Tina finally choose the silent library in a place that they really shouldn't be by law to clear the air. And, and Newt, yeah. after 17 minutes of charming Bumble. Sorry, what I'm trying to say is I want you to be happy. But I don't want you to be happy that I'm happy because I'm not happy. 
What? Or engaged. What? There was a mistake in a stupid magazine. My brother's marrying Lisa, June the 6th. I'm supposed to be best man, which is sort of mildly hilarious. Oh, 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 oh. The brimes of Bumblevold. Anyway, so, yeah, after that, they all do just go to the cemetery. And it's time for a cinematic, climactic explain-off. And boy, is there one, because Zoe Kravitz finally admits that she killed her brother, so Ezra Miller couldn't possibly be him. Yeah. Then it's time for a a grubbly bold, a grubbly plank, expository. Yeah, Yeah. a jigglypuff speech about all the wrongs of man and about how wizards should really take over, because it's going to be another war. Like the last one that we did nothing about. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on, everyone. They're the real criminals here. We need to control the can't spells. It is said that I hate the Nomagic. The Muggle. The Nomadge. The can't spells. Can't yeah. spells. The, You've the made no- that one up. The Nerdy spells. <laughs> the Bad Madges. <laughs> the Adra. Abra de Crapters. <laughs> The wand knots. Look, in this world, there are wands and there are wand knots. <laughs> Very good. There's a nice pop, nice bit of populism. Oh, there is, yeah. After after which he takes a drag from a skull bong and then breathes out a vi- sticks up a vision of the future. What's his name? The the guy who's with Queenie? Jacob. 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 He says something like, oh no, not another war. I mean, yeah. Grindelwald could be lying. Grubbly dumb. He could, he could be lying. He could easily be lying. We, the audience, know he's not, but I mean... He's obviously yeah. a villain, so... Well, I mean, he is a very, very talented chap, and yeah. this is possibly why he was able to convince Queenie, who is whatever the magic word for telepath yeah. is. <laughs> she should probably have been able to feel the hatred literally oozing out of every other person in that room, but... <laughs> mm, it's magic. But yeah, there's going to be another war. They've got to protect themselves against the mm. destructive muggles. They're the real villains here. The auras come in. And it's, it's yeah. important because it's probably the most sophisticated thing that happens in the entire movie. The auras come in and Johnny Depp says, there are auras here. Don't panic. But you will see that they are the evil ones here. And then as the, author, or, the authors, the authors are the real villains here. <laughs> when they come in, sure. they have instructions from Theseus, who's Newt's... Oh, there's no time to introduce Theseus? him at this stage. Let's just... Uh, well, his, his hard brother. Guy. He says, don't act. Don't do anything that's going to make them hate you. Yeah. As they go down, one of Grindelwald's clan attacks yeah. one of them, and they defend themselves with Avada Kedavra. Nobody does anyone say spells out loud anymore? I remember it happening um, once. I, yeah, it only happens sometimes. He could have done an Expelliarmus. <laughs> He's the real villain here. Maybe their ability to control the Force weakens, and so they have to start saying them out loud. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the, the crux of the matter is that the Horcrux of the matter. Now, the Hawk. The fantastic. <laughs> we are firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Here. This is <laughs> this is as good as it gets, everyone. <laughs> Guys, you've, we've made it. Believe it or not, this um, is top form. <laughs> so Grindelwald says, "Go and spread the word that the the authors are the real villains here," and um, they go, oh, "That's very good." And they they go off, and then they fight, showing that Grindelwald is in fact the real villain here. Oh, good. Newt and Theseus they fight off Grindelwald's magic together. It's brotherly, it's very good. Zoe Kravitz sacrifices herself. She goes to yeah. fight Grindelwald, and he just smushes her. She's going best wizard in the world. She's going to a better place. Marvel. Anyway. Um, oh, Nicholas Flamel. He was in the movie earlier. I don't know um, who that is, and I don't want to know. Anyway, the, the Nicholas young... Flamel, the immortal. That the wasn't immortal, a cue for an explanation. No, it is. He's he's a big part of Potter Law, Paul. Oh. Don't do a disservice to the fans, Paul. That's why they're here for us to. I feel like there's a gun lying around somewhere. <laughs> well, you first. <laughs> 
No, he shows up and he is the one is able to defend the rest of them from Grindelwald. It's quite yeah. important, but it's important as much as he was about to leave. And therefore, actually, I'm going to turn into a massive. Dr- no, no, actually, I will leave. Now you've got <laughs> a scary white guy. I'll, I'll go. I'm taking Queenie. And, Queen- and Queenie goes, "Yeah, I- he speaks a lot of sense." And Jacob goes, <laughs> "Does he?" <laughs> yeah. Don't you realize you'll be happier when wizards rule your world? Do you know what? Let's just you go. I really feel like he is the face of the tolerance that we're in search of. <laughs> yeah. Look, I met a girl, Beth. She works at the greengrocers back in Brooklyn. <laughs> She's really nice. I'm going to go and do that. <laughs> and um, and that and that's it. It's all over. And for what? <laughs> There's no hope now or something. Oh, no. But wait, one of Newt's really irritating <laughs> characters that I didn't care about at all. I suddenly care about because he stole a thing from Grindelwald yeah. because it was shiny he, from Grindelwald. He very discreetly so I... and subtly shoved his way through his boots in order to get it. Yeah, <laughs> the enormous loud platypus thing. <laughs> but he steals it and that's great. And it turns out, <laughs> turns out that the reason Dumbledore can't move against Grindelwald mm. Is because it's a blood pact that they made when they were young. Oh no. Can you break it? I don't know, says Jude Law. Let's find out in movie four of five. Oh. I mean, at this stage, we cut back to a castle in Germany where Credence is there and is revealed yeah. to be Dumbledore's brother? Brother? I think so. Gran. <laughs> It's a very complicated family tree. Oh, he starts this scene off by asking Queenie, Is he still frightened of me? I mean, have you looked in a mirror? If you could maybe just do something about your terrifying eye face, I feel like it would improve things. Eye for a start. <laughs> you for a start, he says, and then they laugh and high five, and then it's freeze frame and credits. The end. <laughs> Grindelwald says to Ezra Miller, we're going to go down in history. Well, apparently not, because you weren't mentioned in the first eight movies, so maybe a very <laughs> obscure part of history. Different different history. It's going to be in the remastered editions of the books. <laughs> oh, God. Um, They're going to put Hayden Christensen into some of the scenes. <laughs> da, da, da. The end. Well, that was it for the um, yeah. the, the Grimes of Grim- of C- Cumberbatch. I feel like this mo- these movies don't have a good structure or sense of what they are. Mm. Because the thing about the Harry Potter novels, fantasy isn't necessarily a story. It, it's more a setting. Right. A fantasy novel refers to the fact that this is going to be a fantasy world with magic and you know strange creatures yeah. and a world that doesn't really exist and in that you could tell a heist story or you could tell an epic journey mm. which is you know what most people do there are expectations and tropes but you know you need like a secondary genre yeah. for your story the original eight harry po- uh, seven sorry harry potter books are mysteries mm. They're mysteries and treasure hunts. Yeah. You know, the last book is a big treasure hunt, you know, and it's all about introducing an element, getting people guessing, and you get to explore a crazy world, a magic castle. Mm. You get to look into all the little crevices and figure out what is it that's going on? You know, who is the prisoner of Azkaban exactly? Where is the Chamber of Secrets? Am I the Half-Blood Prince? (laughs) Better read and find out. You know, it's mysteries, and that's the structure. And you can have character moments, and you can have crazy little interactions with the world, all based around the structure. I mean, the fourth one's also a sports book, kind of. And there's a heist in the seventh one, so there's stuff going on. This one, what would you describe? If (sighs) if there was no magical elements in this, what's the genre? Political intrigue? Yeah, I guess so. They've gone the Phantom Menace route, haven't they? (laughs) This is not a satisfactory (laughs) subgenre for your thing to be. There are far too many characters and storylines. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. It's really hard to care about anything like... uh, Pick any one of them. Like Nagini and Credence. Yeah. Their screen time is like 
four minutes before the big climax where we're suddenly meant to care deeply about what happens to them and who they are. I was just about on board with Newt, you mm. know, and every time it cut away from him, it's really testing patience. It's it's yeah. a flashback. It's it's like reading, you know, italicized dream passages in novels. <laughs> yeah. My brain finds it hard to figure out why this is important when I should be focusing on the main character and his relationships. I mean, this whole thing feels like reading through the appendices. Yeah, and yeah, and on a char- so on a character level, it doesn't work. If you're going to do a film about political intrigue, why is it tied up with the Fantastic Beasts that, knockoff book? That element of it reminds me of The Hobbit. It's like, yeah. oh, we need to adapt something that people are familiar with that's going to get them in. Oh, well, you've got The yeah. Hobbit. That's, you know, yeah. same universe as Lord of the Rings. Okay, that's fine. We can adapt The Hobbit, but it has to be as epic as the Lord of the Rings. It has to be as world-changing and as big. Otherwise, people will think it's just trivial. And now, and that's how you ruin The Hobbit. This is giving me a And headache. it seems like the same thing here. It's yeah. like, I mean, I know that we both have issues with CGI monsters, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. And a film about a guy who knows how to charm monsters, mm. fantastic ones, fantastic beasts, yeah. who do crazy things like maybe blending into an environment. or I mean, this was the, the nub of the first movie. Mm. It was lots of crazy little encounters, little set pieces where Newt would go around trying to get retrieve his fantastic beasts. Yeah. And I guess if you want to make a follow-up, just try and figure out another nature-based one. How about Free Willy? Mm. How about there's a big magical creature and you've got to get it free from captivity. Yeah. So you figure out a way of doing that. This overarching, massive, loads of characters, political intrigue thing is just so out of place. And the consequences, Newt, you really have to try hard to find reasons for him to be invested. Yeah. And I know Grindelwald's going to be bad news for everyone, but him personally, a guy who, you know, prefers the company of animals to... I mean, he's very mm. kind to people, generally. Yeah. But he prefers the company of animals and considers that people are just going to fight anyway. I think that's his his p- politics, is that yeah. there's not much point in taking a side because both sides are probably wrong in some way. And, you know, it's all the just thing a bit is, pointless. You know, you can have this story about this guy and because he's, you know, he's quite an interesting character. You can still make nuanced political points, mm. uh, you know, have a strong message in there about, you know, and channel it through him. And you don't, yeah. ha- it doesn't have to be so overt. It can just still be about this guy in this world doing this thing that he loves doing, mm. and that's that would be way more relatable than just trying to. It, it, it's it's not well executed in any sense of the word. No, and no. Well, this Hobbit metaphor is just it's the aptness of it just mm. grows by the second because he's what? Bilbo. Yeah, he is Bilbo. He's a pleasant character who should be at the heart of a charming little adventure, yeah. but has to take a back seat to the characters with the epic destinies and yeah. It could it could be a microcosm for something really great. With it ending with him finally saying that he's picked his side and he's going to fight for good. Mm. Okay, fine. In the in the context of this political intrigue story, a Mm. like one thing is that could have been the first twenty minutes, half an hour of one film instead of the second movie in a five movie franchise. Mm. You're trying to merge these two things that just do not go, or they they have completely different points to them, completely different focuses, and it's just franchise franchise garbage it really is it feels like this whole film is just moving pieces around the board getting them ready for the next film and that's so dull i mean the wizarding world is so wide and there's so much vagary there and so many places you could take a story Mm. it is there's stuff you could do it's just a shame that you didn't pick something specific you know some adventure to Mm. go on instead it's just such a bland story of just people being in one place 
talking yeah. to each other without any real emotional weight behind it and then moving on to the next thing. Yeah, would it not be better then to have five separate films of, from different parts of the wizarding world? Yeah. And, and it, it help, helps you just sort of form a better understanding of what the wizarding world should be. I feel like the first Fantastic Beast would benefit so much from taking out all of the, all the stuff with Credence. Yeah. I like the idea that he spends the whole movie hunting monsters and then the last monster he has to hunt is a human yeah because he's awkward with humans yeah but he knows monsters yeah and so this is like a, a bridging point for him you know that could have been the focus of the movie rather than oh there's machinations yeah gotta set up the next one yeah it's just a totally forced way yeah. of creating art you know you can't you can't go in like mm. that i know you know we joked about not making plans and things like that but if you don't know what it is you're going to be doing forcing a five movie franchise is really yeah. hokey and i think it, you know people feel it it's weird because i came out of avengers endgame no spoilers yeah just feeling like I want to know what the next 10 movies are. Yeah. I want to know right now, where's this going? When's the next Avengers? What's going to happen next, guys? Come on, tell yeah. me. Make it not just rumors. I want to know for sure. Yeah. I can't think of any other franchise in the world yeah. I'd be happy to hear had five more installments in. No. If John Wick, which has its third installment coming <laughs> out this year, suddenly came out and said, hey, we're going to make six more movies about individual oh, characters from John yeah. Wick, I'd still no. be like, oh. I had a nightmare last night, actually, that they were making a John Wick 4. <laughs> And I went, no, don't. <laughs> let this thing be beautiful and let it die. Let it die young yeah. and beautiful. <laughs> that is as artistically impressive a decision mm. as writing another good story. Knowing when to end it. It is. No, it, it's, I, I love knowing that a thing's coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, here, we're, I, I don't know. I just don't mind, you know? Yeah. Eventually, they'll kill Grindelwald. Yeah. And that'll be yeah, it. Yeah, you know what's going to happen as well. So. Will Queenie be won back towards the good? I don't uh, know. I don't care because I didn't care about her character. No. I don't like her character. And I thought Johnny, Johnny Depp was cartoonish, even though he was very reserved a lot of the time. Cartoonish? He was, yes, he but was, boring. That's the thing. He was a boring cartoon. Yeah. Like a Russian cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like a Soviet cartoon. Like a Soviet cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, about fiscal responsibility. Worker and parasite. <laughs> worker and parasite. Uh, <laughs> what the hell um, was that? <laughs> it's that basically yeah. crimes of grindelwald is worker and parasite there's no there's no fun there there's no fun in life the <laughs> critics of the movie world. absolutely but i cared about newt and jacob yeah um for different reasons tina was okay i like she Catherine the first Waterston. one she she's quite instinctive and she has a really good sort of quiet charisma to her which complements yeah. newts really well you know what really bores me about this whole thing and why i want to find out there's another 10 marvels is that there's no and it's the same problem with dc had in its early days where it's like hey we've got another film coming out great is this one directed by Zack snyder yeah <laughs> great there's another one after that is it directed by Zack snyder yes <laughs> fantastic it's like you need a yeah. bit of variety here like, like there's nothing necessarily against Zack Snyder but when you're setting up a universe like this I don't enjoy the fact that there are five of these movies all credited to be written by J.K. Rowling and directed by David Yates yeah I, I really don't think that her her strength is in scripts her process her novel writing process whatever it was worked for her hmm. Harry Potter is amazing yeah it's an incredible story really hmm. absorbing immersive world rich full of lore and yeah. built on the things that she loved that you know made fantasy that was fantasy before Harry Potter as well. Yeah. And it's, it's great for all those reasons. And it makes the films, for all of their flaws, really enjoyable to watch. And mm. like a crazy easy rewatch of eight movies. I can't stress that enough. And wh whatever that process was, she isn't employing for movies. And I guess there's part of, yeah. a, there's a time issue. 
there's obviously deadlines and she's like working a lot faster it just doesn't feel like there's much love behind it and i felt like there was a great deal of love and affection behind harry potter and it's hard to believe that rowling has the same sort of affection for her characters here because it's just not communicating outwards except maybe newt and i feel like maybe newt yeah it would be braver it would be really good if in future maybe the third one could be about Newt Scalamander scouring thing. What's the word, Shed? (laughs) Newt Scowler. That would be lovely. But for now, we've got the crimes of Gundelbund. Let's quickfire about it. Quickfire. Oh, I like the production logo at the beginning, actually. The long, slow, menacing zoom into the Warner Brothers. Whenever Warner Brothers comes up, it's like, am I watching a Nolan film? Oh, no, I'm not. Dumbledore was by far my favourite character in this film. and the, Oh, he was great. His, his scene yeah. in, um, in Hogwarts was my favourite scene. What were the three biggest mistakes that you made last time? Uh, caught by surprise, sir. Mm. What else? Didn't parry before counter curse, sir. Very good. The last one. The most important one. <laughs> Not learning from the first two. That was full of the magic. You could tell that maybe J.K. Rowling is familiar with that, and it was full of what I loved about the original series. And I liked Jude Law. I, I yeah, was really, really skeptical um, when I heard that he was cast as Dumbledore, but I really like what he brought to the role. Oh, I like the force field around Gundelbund in the beginning when um, the mm. fly flies up to him oh, yeah. and then just puffs into fire because it flew into the force field that's around him. It's going to melt that's anything cool. that goes into it. And just coming off from that, when they're transporting him through through the prison, it's quite dynamic. Yeah. He's in this weird sort of shot with his hands behind his back and he's just floating really effortlessly and quite quickly mm. up these stairs whilst the camera zooms past the other way. That's quite a cool shot. Yeah, I will say about Depp that he comports himself well, I think. I got so much more out of him in that first scene where he was yeah. disheveled and long-haired and yeah. looking rough than any other point in the film. Same as, is it Whitey Bulger in um, yeah. Black Mass? He knows how to carry himself. I really like the design of the British Ministry of Magic. Okay. When the camera pans below ground oh. in the just after the opening. I thought it looked really good. Oh, cool. it, was, um, it was huge. Huge. Similar <laughs> moment when he's just met with Zoe Kravitz. I can't remember her character name. Is it Letter Lestrange? Oh, yeah, it's Letter. We get a nice POV shot from Newt mm. um, looking directly at Letter, which is unusual. And then it we see the brother approaching in the distance and he's, his view sort of shifts to the brother. Yeah. It was quite a good kind of POV shot because it sort of articulates the frustration of, I want to be talking to this person, yeah. but oh no, something's rushing up into my view. Mm. And oh look, it's the person who's kind of an obstacle between me oh. and Letter. Worth saying at this point, Eddie Redmayne generally hits hit and miss for me, but um, I thought mm. he was pretty good in this. I liked it. Yeah. There's something very charismatic and engaging about that performance yeah. where you do just kind of want to see more. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot underneath there and i think mm. yeah there's a lot to there are depths to plumb and i really hope that yeah. comes of grindelwald focuses on that for a bit there were depths to plumb but unfortunately they didn't bother with any of them because there yeah. was a depth to plumb god i saw that one coming <laughs> that was <laughs> that took a while it made it no less great <laughs> um it's like getting run over by a great bus <laughs> <laughs> a great long bus <laughs> i really like when newt goes into talk to the the ministry people when they say you want an end to the ban on you traveling internationally why? Because I like to travel internationally. <laughs> it's a really cool exchange. Yeah, it's, it's fun the idea of this sort of very quietly subversive character being questioned yeah. by authority and only for them to be frustrated. It's like the idea of Gandalf undertaking police custody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ate this, Sarge. <laughs> what were you doing at the location? 
Oh, figures that always tend to be where they are, don't you find? I hate <laughs> this. I hate this. I hate him. All of this. Why is he here even? Why is he in Walthamstow? <laughs> Gary. He stole four bookmarks. <laughs> Went for something better than that. I wanted something really lame, like the worst thing for Gandalf to be stealing, and I, I arrived at bookmarks. I just love the idea of him being in a Waterstones and furtively looking around, just, you know, completely standing out as a wizard, and then just really badly, clumsily <laughs> trying to slip four bookmarks, really cheap ones as well, into his into his robes. No! No! Oh, brotherly chemistry, I thought, was, was, was pretty good in this. I, I, I really felt their scenes together. When, when he's talking about choosing sides and he's kind of jabbing him with his thumb. And then when <laughs> later when they're fighting off Grindelwald's magic together. Mm. They were good together. They were. I assume you read the piece of trivia that they apparently grew up like a street away from no. each other. Oh, yeah, they did. The two actors. Oh. Um, but in Chelsea. Oh, what? I don't like him anymore. Oh, yeah, I know. No, nor do I. Check your privilege. Also, I've written some lovely shots of Paris, but I honestly can't think of what those are now. Because not the wi- the wizarding Paris was really underwhelming. It was CGI. Well, it was CGI, but also just looked like Paris. There were points where they were in it, and I was like, oh wait, is that what... Because muggles aren't seeing these huge black um, hmm. curtains going up over everything. So is this all wizarding Paris? Could have been indicated a bit yeah, better. Don't think about That's that. Weird. <laughs> think about that, mate. <laughs> Think about this. When oh. I think it was a ministry guy who was trailing Newt. I've, that's exactly the one I oh, just cool. saw. Oh, cool, yeah. He casts a spell that unleashes a gale force wind only on this guy. And yeah. so he's got his umbrella out and trying to protect <laughs> himself against it. And he's getting blown, pushed down this street very, very slowly whilst everybody else is walking past completely normal, looking at him and going, he's a lunatic. It's, <laughs> yeah, he's it's, just... It's, Really well shot scene. It is, and he's got a great sort of old-fashioned Fred Astaire physicality, the guy getting blown. Yeah. He's got like his legs out yeah. straight, and he's just like, whoa, whoa. Oh, that eye parasite was awful. That was yeah. not fun. That was not pleasant at all. There's a there's a bit we missed out. I can't even remember what the significance... Oh, it's the reason the guy collapsed, the jailer. Yeah, yeah. He uh, spent some time in the sewer, and whilst he was down there, yeah. he got a dragon parasite stuck in his eye. And they had to tweezer it yeah. out, and it was awful. Yeah, oh, it was awful, mate. Awful. But yet another scene of Newt just being sort of calmly competent and having no sentimentality yeah. about, you know, pu- tweezering something out of a guy's eye. Yeah. <laughs> I will say he was very charmingly competent mm. um, throughout this movie. There are lovely, wonderful, quietly charming, quietly courageous bits, like mm. when he's rolling up his sleeves to get in the pool with that seaweed monster thing. Yeah. He has no qualms whatsoever in dealing with these these monsters. Yeah. And there's a confidence there that's really infectious and really wonderful to watch. I still like Jacob Kowalski, Dan Fogler. He was my favourite thing in oh, the, yeah. the first movie. And I really love him in this. He was, yeah, he's like, good. For the most part, really natural performance. Yeah. Very effective comedic relief. Mm. Um, especially when they're... Not comedic relief, but when they're walking along the White Cliffs of Dover and he's trying to reassure Newt before he meets Tina again. Yeah. It was just such a natural, natural, personable performance. It really... Yeah, it was a really, really nice one. Yeah, he he's really good. And he fulfills a very important function, actually, which is nearly in enough of the sequences which is that he's the mm. guy who's still amazed by all the magic because yes, if which none is what you need yeah you need that because if no one is that plussed about impressed by the magic then it's just not magic yeah. i know audience surrogacy may seem like a bit of a silly thing you know but it's real you know you need someone to be in the movie going holy yeah crap you know look at all this it's amazing yeah exactly and and that yeah otherwise it's just it's not amazing. Yeah, he's a really good fence for it. You need Ariadne looking up in wonder at the city folding in half. Yeah, exactly. He's talking about how he went to go see a fortune teller um, in his life. And um, he mentions, um, oh yeah, she told my fortune. She missed out quite a bit, actually. 
<laughs> it's like the idea that the fortune teller would have foresaw all of the things that yeah. have happened to him in the last two movies yeah. was quite funny. When they're walking along the white cliffs of Dover and he goes, Hey, hey, hey. It's going to be all right. We're in this together, pal. Okay, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you find Tina, find Queenie, and we'll be happy again, just like old times. Who is this guy? It's said <laughs> delivered in the exact same way when they meet that like crusty farmer type. Yeah. Then when he's finally uncharmed, when he's had the charm removed, and he goes, wait, where are we right now? Uh, London. Oh, I always wanted to go here! And then he <laughs> storms out. That's his first great line in the movie. Oh, I really like, there's a bit, well, having used the weird cat dragon thing to escape from the ministry, mm. um, they've got it in a park and they're trying to subdue it again. And earlier on, we mm. saw Eddie Redmayne do it with a sort of furry thing on a stick. And I really yeah. enjoyed that the second time around, it's Catherine Waterston with the furry thing on a stick. And she's got this great sort yes. of nervous face about her as she's trying to reassure this big cat thing. I really enjoyed. When the half-elf, uh, when her place is destroyed, mm. it looked really cool. There's like inky yes. magical destruction all about the air. Yeah, it did. Yeah, very, very cool effect. Mm. Not even going to get into the half-elf. <laughs> Where's she from? Well, somebody did yeah. clearly. Dad's at home. Yeah. Look, everyone. Everyone gives Rowling stick for not being um for not being representative in these movies. She's there's a transgressive character somewhere there. In, <laughs> somewhere in this in the crimes of Grindelwald. In this half elf's past. Oh my god. Well, perhaps it's a sort of Handmaid's Tale situation there with the help. Yeah, that's dark. That's dark. Sorry about that. Everyone. Could could have been good in the kids' film. <laughs> kids need to know. You've got to know. Come on, watch the Handmaid's Tale. Ask your parents. <laughs> Alfie, ask your dad. Um. Alfie, ask my dad. <laughs> There's a bit um, where, yeah, the hour is about to go in. Yeah. And the brother says, um, you know, D hold your fire. Don't start killing people immediately. We mustn't be what he says we are. Yes. And I really like that line. And yeah. I like the, the idea of it that, hey, there's so many things that's applicable to. Like, don't get so angry at the thing that you hate that you become yeah. the thing that they say that you are. Yeah. And that, that seemed quite big to me. At its heart, I will say that it's a really quite sophisticated warning to people against elitism, driving people to populism. Mm. I do like the little subtle implications that the good side isn't that good. You know, they yeah. still discriminate against muggles. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately kind of there's a kind of a wakanda situation going on maybe yeah. the wizards should maybe not take over the world but at the very least stop hiding yeah they could probably help us in our world which is dying what are you doing about climate <laughs> yeah. change harry when we have the flashback a couple of things i really liked uh, i really like young newt and lestrange um especially young newt the the boy does a very good eddie redmayne impression they only nest in trees with wand quality wood did you know that and they have very complex social lives if you watch them for long enough you you realise. Then when Lestrange gets in trouble for Agent Smithing someone's mouth shut, McGonagall comes on the scene, impossibly, and says, yeah. uh, and she unzips the girl's mouth. And as soon as the girl starts to tattle, she just goes, bam, back to Agent Smith. <laughs> Melty mouth. Yeah. No, no talking from you. <laughs> so I really like the mole thing that he's got, the sort of pickpocket. Yeah. There's a scene where it's it's tracing it's tracing the footsteps. Yeah. And the way it's pushing itself around, this is with its front arms flat against the ground and his face mm. flat against the ground and his back legs pushing him there's something quite cartoonishly enjoyable about that yeah i think he was my my favorite fantastic beast that that little platypus yeah i really like the concept of nicola flamel who is immortal but uselessly frail mm. thousands and thousands of years old <laughs> but just totally useless yeah <laughs> i'll just say finally i really like the design of the weird dragon cat kitty yeah thing it was really good he could a great frightening looking face that big cat face mm. thing was kind of unnerving on a giant mm. body his jumping like through it. dimensions look pretty cool mm. fi finally the way when newt's describing tina's eyes with his crumpled bit of newspaper was ridiculously cute it was 
pretty heartbreakingly sweet. Mm. And I guess finally, yeah, the the scenes where they do actually return to Hogwarts are really special. It's a lovely location, very iconic. And it's just nice to see characters interacting with kids. It just feels yeah. like what this should be. Yeah. You know, yeah. just the child's, child's sake, sense of wonder. Yeah, it was the, the heart of the original movies and book and largely what was missing from the rest of this movie, I think. It is, and I think, unfortunately, we are bumping up against the limitations of the Wizarding World. Yeah. Take a step back and think of a, a better thing to do. There, there are going to be loads of interesting stories in there but more maybe more personal stories i think just open the door to some more storytellers yeah get some more people in here different writers of different yeah you know maybe some different backgrounds how diversity in the creative process might actually fix some of these problems there we go people are complaining about there we go maybe yeah Mm. instead of instead of just tweeting that this character had a passionately homosexual relationship in the past or that yeah actually this person is gay or whatever just write stories that are about other people you know just do it be representative Mm. Actively, proactively, yeah. sorry. Mm, I think so. It's yeah. kind of having your cake and eating it as well by saying that there's a gay character, but yeah. not actually indicating that in the film, because then anyone who doesn't want to believe that is just like, oh, well, that's the author. What do they know? Yeah. Coming from somebody who doesn't, who isn't seeking representation, mm. well, it's just poor, it. pra- <laughs> poor practice to go retconning your stories like that. It makes you dangerously close to George Lucas. Okay. How about that OGT? Well, I sent a few owls. Out to the OGD team, 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 OGT team, 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 OGT team, 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 it's the OGT. Grace Calabretto says, uh, it was exactly what I expected it to be, a setup movie packed with filler and not much else. It's a shame we didn't see more of the creatures this time. What we did see of them was super cool. Mm. I'm also a mythical creature nerd, though, so very much a soft spot and the only enjoyable parts, in my opinion. Yeah, there's some fun creatures. I mean, the fun creatures are so much more interesting than the supposedly magical locations. Yeah. I'm more of an architecture and sort of, you know, I like big fantasy cities and such, and there's just nothing for me in this for that respect. Aussie Nerd, uh, Aussie Nerd says, Dumbledore is sexy now and the acting is good. I just wish it didn't have a trash script and they wore bleeping robes. Come on, Aussie Nerd. There's not, we didn't ask you to submit anything for a family-friendly episode and suddenly you're not submitting us stuff for a family-friendly episode. It's ridiculous. But yeah, that's the point. They don't wear robes. Everyone's in suits. Mm. Weird. They didn't do the Jedi thing and just make them all part of one school. <laughs> I so that's, guess. that's something. Yeah, it's school um, uniform, the robes. Outside. Fashions change as well. Yeah, especially in the wizarding world. You get a tie that's alive. This ring, probably, I don't know, probably bit of the soul of a dead wizard or something. Or something. Something. Or definitely something. Pretty much everything um, in my room is at some piece of a dead wizard, so I really feel like that if you're relying on hiding bits of your soul around the place that you're just, um, what, you're not taking risks, are you? You know, you're kind of, um, basically I think it's a bit of a horcrutch. It's been two years, Paul, and it never, it's never been hard, you know? It's never been, <laughs> never been this hard. It's never, it's never not been a joy. I just want, I just want to say that. <laughs> well, well done, by the way. It's very, it's very good. Well Thank done. you. Thanks, OG team, 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 stop it. Thanks, OG team, 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 it's a different franchise now. OG team. But a good one. A better one, but with some disappointing installments. All very va- all very valuable stuff, all being kept in the podcast. <laughs> all being kept in the podcast I co-host with you. I didn't think of a one better thing. The one better thing. The obvious one would be Harry Potter's films one through eight. As we said before, th- for all their flaws, it's exactly what's missing from Crimes of Grindelwald. You've got 
a great cast for, again for all their flaws you've got a, a well-established world harry potter is a franchise where rowling told a really amazing story and that comes through in the movies great who's who of british cinema enjoyable and with a clear purpose there's a ticking clock from the very first moment of the first movie and that is something that is absent from crimes at grindelwald so yeah go back and rewatch them i assume because literally no one has not seen them at this stage <laughs> what i wonder if that's actually any good what what i just said (laughs) (laughs) probably not i'm trying to look at movies about wizards i remember being quite entertained by oz the great and powerful the sam raimi film i remember it had some awkward moments and the comedy didn't always land i remember it had zach braff as um the monkey okay but i remember finding james franco fairly charming in it and michelle williams was great obviously as the um as uh, the good witch. And then you had, God, you had Rachel Vice. I don't remember that. But she was playing, I guess, one of the Wicked Witches, along with Mila Kunis. And that was bad casting. I remember not- Mila Kunis didn't work very well. I like Mila Kunis, but she didn't work terribly well as um, the witch who becomes the proper evil witch. Um, but it's Sam Raimi, so it has some really interesting, weird moments of direction. And I just mind- remember finding it very charming. The little China girl. Mm and such and yeah the various locations they visit so i think that was better than um the crimes of gobble bob i'm checking it out it's at the very least more interesting and slightly more adventurous in the story it's trying to tell that was the one better thing that was the one probably better thing the one probably better thing where can everyone find out about the OG Us? We put all the calls out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you want to be a part of the OG team, or if you just want to <laughs> engage in a bit of sexy or platonic chit-chat, we're, we're literally game for anything. Nothing incriminating. And that's a guarantee. <laughs> Gmail, you can send us an email at OGTPod at gmail.com. You can find our podcasts and all good content contained within, such as this and this and this uh <laughs> itunes stitcher youtube and podbean subscribe review and spread the word finally we're also proud members of the a lot of green network find us and other great australian content at a lot of keep gripping on to that slippery slippery slope of a pole that is the 2018 box office best because uh <laughs> yeah be some good ones coming we're gonna find out about all the films that you the public went to go see tune in next week for another one of those thanks i'm paul salt i'm paul goodman and remember the one good thing that fantastic beasts, the rhymes of Ribold, is that little moment where you remember just how magic the whole thing used to be. Yeah.